Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to lesson. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 15, and I have a special guest in the studio. Before I get to our special guest, I want to read something from Adrian, who says, Kelly, my three-year-old night terrors are gone. My son has never slept through the night. At two, he finally started waking up only two to four times, at least half of which were night terrors. Maybe once every two weeks, he would sleep straight through. He doesn't wake up anymore. First boot camp I did with you in May, I thought my mind was blown then. In July, went through your boot camp again, found more resources, books, Facebook groups, podcasts, not to mention your starting. And within the first week of my getting it, quote unquote, and it clicking with me, how to hold the space, he was down only waking once a night. The week next, the next week, not at all. And it stayed that way. He's sleeping. I'm sleeping. I can't tell you what this does for our family and for my confidence. He's sleeping. I'm sleeping. I can't tell you what this does for our family and for my confidence. And he's starting to let go of the anxiety I caused him as a baby with undiagnosed dairy allergy, undiagnosed PPD for me, PPD for me. And I'm letting go of my guilt because now I know how to build connection with him. It won't be perfect, but I have a path, a vocabulary and a tribe now. This is the best. This is the best paragraph ever. Thank you. Thank you. All the tears and all the love. If you ever wake up and think it has been pointless, Know that you have been forever changed my life and the lives of my sons. Oh, come on. That's the gas to my car, people. Because this is not easy putting myself out there every single week. So you are the reason why this podcast is here. And it's also because of a little, uh, not a little boy, I'm sorry, a big boy I have in the studio with me, Grady Wayne Hutchison. Hello. And Grady, tell them a little bit about yourself. How old are you? Ten years old. I mean, <laughs> But, whoopsie. Oh, whoopsie. Oh, wow. Look at that speaker. Oh, wow. It went so high. You okay. should see it. Oh, my. Okay. Well, really tell them how old you are. Nine. Oh, you're not. Eight. What? Eight. I don't know what's wrong. I don't know what's wrong either. Your brain just got so excited. So, how old are you for real? Eight years old. Eight years old. And Almost when, nine. Almost nine. And where were you born? Um, 10, 10, 10. His birthday is 10, 10, 10. How fun is that? When the doctor told us that was our due date, I was like, say what? And then he was actually born. Do you know what time you were born? Uh, no, I, I, I know it's like something 52. Oh. Nine. Close. 552. 552? What yes. about Lily? She was 11.28 at night, like almost the next day. So midnight. her birthday was almost 4, 5, almost 08. Midnight. Almost midnight. 32 wow. minutes before midnight. And wouldn't that wow, be cool if your now. birthday was, your the time you were born was 5.55, born at 10, no. 10, 10? No. What if I was born at 10 o'clock and 10? Ooh, that would even be better. 10, 10, 10, born at 10, 10. No, what if I was born at 4.48? That'd be pretty cool. And Lily was born on 10, 10. Because Lily's birthday is 4.48. And my birthday is 10, 10. 10, 10, 10. And apparently you think you're 10 years old. 
Wow, that's that's pretty good. That's good stuff. <laughs> when I'm ten years old, we have to celebrate all the tens in my yes. world. It's your golden birthday. Do you know that? When you uh, turn ten, a golden apple. I want a golden apple. No, it's a, your golden birthday. With the yeah. year, the day that you're born of that month, that's your golden birthday. So my birthday is October seventeenth. So when I was seventeen years old, that was my golden birthday. Daddy's is August 29th. So when he was 29, that was his golden birthday. Oh, wait. My golden birthday hasn't came yet. No, yours wait, is in two Mommy, years. Wait, Mommy. 48. No, hers was on when she was four years old. She oh, I'm remember. the only one without a golden birthday yet. No, every, yeah. Everyone's had theirs. Oh, no. Lily doesn't remember hers, though. Well, wait a minute. We don't know a birthday in our family. I think everybody's had their golden birthday no. but you. Wow. The, fam- the Maggie. The Maggie when she's twenty nine, that's gonna be pretty old. Oh, oh. why is she gonna die by then? Well, hopefully we'll talk. We'll count in dog years. We won't talk about that. Um, tell them about your wait. No, pup before pup. that, um, what about the fish? What about the fish? We don't know when the we, fish don't, was. we don't know when they were born. Fishy, if you're watching this podcast, we don't know your birthday, <laughs> so can you tell us it? What? Um, tell us about your pup pup. Oh, my pup pup's so cute. Okay, tell us about Maggie. What do you like to do with Maggie? Well, um, I like to take walks with her. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> you do walk her. I do walk her, and I kind of complain, but, you know, it's kind of savage. And what's your favorite thing to do with Maggie when you're in the house? Ooh, my favorite thing to do with Maggie is snuggle with her. Snuggle. So we're going to talk a little bit about being a conscious parent and how that looks for an eight-year-old. And someone. And when I told Grady he could be on the podcast, he's like, I'll be on your podcast. But what would you say? I'm not going to talk about... Forget. He said, I'm not going to talk about my feelings. Oh, great. And you put that before we practice. I don't know. And I'm like, Grady, we're going to talk about your feelings. He's like, oh, no, not my feelings. <laughs> so things are a little different with Grady versus Lily. Lily's like the deep thinker and Grady's like the fun loving. Like he's the comedian of the family. He keeps us all laughing all day, every day. So Grady, tell us a little bit about what it's like. Sneezed. Oh, you almost sneezed. Luckily, I didn't. <laughs> so let's talk a little about discipline. Like, you're a really good listener. So how come, like, when we ask you to do something, you go and do it? Like, Well, sometimes I don't do it, like, taking Maggie for a walk. I'm like, no, I don't want to take Maggie for a walk. But I eventually do do it. Mm-hmm. But, like, give me an example. I don't really know. Like brushing your teeth. That seems really hard for you sometimes. Oh, it definitely is because I got to walk around the flipping whole entire room. Yeah, he's got to walk around the house. Oh, and um, I was actually planning to connect the door to my room so yeah he wants to have a room connected to a, a bathroom across the house and we said that's not possible how is it no it's possible so if i gave like last year when we were doing your homework you'd come home from school and i'd give you i would say okay great it's time to do your homework and you'd be like oh so then i would give you a choice and what would the choice be usually um what time at what like do i want to do it at like three fifteen or like 224 and i always pick the bigger one because i just want to read Instead of doing my homework, I don't like homework. Last year it was you were doing Legos, and so you didn't want to do your like you wanted to do your Legos. So I'd say, "Great, you want to do your homework at two thirty three or two forty eight?" And he'd be like, two forty eight. And so then, what the, what was the game I would play if you remembered, or if I if, if I, I if I didn't remember, then you get to choose the subject I would choose first. But if I um if I come out early, I could choose my own sh- subject. Yeah, because I always wanted to do reading first, and he always wanted to do math first. And so I would say, oh, I hope you forget. So I would do a little, what's that called when, um, reverse biology, reverse, he calls it reverse biology. He calls it reverse biology. It's really reverse psychology, oh, but reverse biology. Is I even say, okay. Before, speaking of like words and stuff, random stuff tomorrow, tomorrow. I love the way he says tomorrow. He like, 
the the middle O. Say it again. Tomorrow. I don't. I don't. I don't know what it is. It's. It's not like. It's not like I don't. I don't see the thing. I know. Every time he says it, the whole family's like, "Oh, say it again." He's like, "What? So weird." Yeah, I don't even notice it. I know. That's we the best swap th- places. Then I, yeah, I would think I would see. That's the best part about it. So what I try to teach parents is to do a choice, then a game, then a consequence. So the choice with the homework was I was giving them the choice of the time. And like with walking Maggie, I would say, do you want to walk Maggie at 530 or do you want to do it by six? And he'd choose six. And so you always want to give them the choice because you want to give them the power. 250, 270 seconds. 270 seconds. Wow, that's a long time. So I give you the choice and then you kind of make it into a game. And the game was if he didn't come out at the certain time, then I got to choose a subject. Or it could be something else. It could be like... You would actually choose math first because you want me to do the worst thing last. Oh, really? I was like... I well, think- that's what I think. If I if I was a parent, I would choose their favorite first, but then they got to do the other one. Yeah, yeah, do the other one. So what about, so that's a choice. So the example of giving them the times. And I always always choose funny times because then it's not so serious. You have to remember you're working with kids. And so you kind of have to not like, like 1045 and then like 1050. Yeah, I always so did like, like random like 10. We're leaving. You want to do it at 233 or 242. And it would just make it more fun and more gamey. Random stuff. Yeah, it would just make it random. So that would be an example of a choice. So let's give it. So choice, game, consequence, that's usually the order in which I do things when when it comes to listening. And I'll get more into details about it. But I want you to hear it from Grady's point of view of, let's say, a game. Like, Grady, let's say you're in the game, you're in the pool, and you don't want to get out, of course, because you have to go take a shower or get your jammies uh, on. No, I don't need to take a shower because <laughs> I'm already in the pool. So you have the, the, the game of getting out of the pool. And so I'll say, do you want to get out in five minutes or ten minutes? So let's say the ten minutes comes up and you don't get out. So then I would go to the game route. What I try to teach parents is not to repeat yourself over and over and over because then you're training your kids not to listen to them unless you're yeah, saying like, it over and over and over. Like, like, try to give them a choice, and then if they don't go for the choice, then give them the consequence. Right. Choice, game, consequence. And is yelling ever an option grade? Um, no. No. Never, ever, Trevor. And is do we ever ground you? If you yell, you're getting grounded. <laughs> Have we ever grounded you? No, because you don't even allow that. I don't even know how to. I, he's one day he got in the school in the car and you got in trouble at school or something. And you're like, are you going to ground me? And I'm like, I I don't even really know how to ground you. <laughs> you were so worried about that. Oh, or um, did you read about it in the book? What did you read about that in the book? I don't mean grounding. Oh, uh, um, actually, in a book I read, it's about grounding. Oh, you read it in a book? No, yeah, it's like it just like some something happened on the mall and then he just got grounded. No, oh, so yelling at the table. Somebody went through, like, the little speaker thing. You know that speaker that goes all around yes. the Yes. Like, a kid did that. Oh. I'll show whoa. you the book. All right, show me it's the book. It's only iPad. That sounds like Diary of the Wimpy Kid. It's not. It's Big Nate. Big Nate? Really? He's a troublemaker? Oh, he's not a troublemaker. He likes comics or something. Wow. I didn't and, know like, he was like but that. But he is, um, he has a social studies teacher, and I don't want to talk about that. Okay, we won't talk about the social studies teacher. Well, you can tell me later. She's kind of a yeller. Oh, so yelling's off the table, grounding's off the table. Do we ever spank? No, because you don't even have a belt. (laughs) We don't even have a belt. Like, the the idea of actually striking a child, like, if I did as a teacher or the counselor, I would, like, literally lose my job. I can't imagine, like, Raising my hand to them like or a belt or a... you if you wouldn't have done that to um your children in your um like class you would have not gone in the golden apple yeah I probably wouldn't have won the golden apple it's illegal to hit children in the class and spanking swatting whatever you want to call it but so I just think of that same thing with them um, dealing with these precious little children from God and these precious spirits 
that I would never even dream of. So yelling's off the table, spanking's off the table, and grounding's off the table. So it's like, what else do we do? What what form of discipline? So choice, and game, like, consequence. What, what 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 is there else to do? We already gave them all the punishments. Right. So we give a choice and then we do the game. And then let's say, so, okay, we're in the pool. You don't want to get out. I tell you the time. You don't listen. So then what is the game that I might do that you absolutely loved? And it seemed to work every single time. Do you think it was still work? Do you want to get out at, wait, no, it's no, you like, I would be, be like the meat and then you would be the cheese and and the buns. The burrito. Tell them about the burrito. They don't know about the burrito. And like, and I would say, I need my burrito. And then I would come and just get dried up like that. Yeah. And my, you would close your eyes. And um, the towel would be like the shell. Yeah. I'm, next time you do, like, the uh oh, I'm not even going to listen. Oh, this is pretty but good. If it's, but if it's daddy, oh, I'm definitely going to do it. <laughs> You're definitely going to listen. He'll throw you in the pool. So then the next thing we do, choice game consequence. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's called actually, love and logic, which we love. Thrown in the pool, you can actually do that to your kids. It's not that bad of a consequence. Well, you do it out of fun. You draw giggles. Did I do it to you one time? Yes. I don't even remember why. Yes. It was so funny. You didn't um, think you like pranked me. You're like you would never do it. You were like totally I'm, egging me on. I'm pr- oh, Danny almost did. Daddy almost did. He actually carried me, and then he fake threw me. He, he always fakes throw me in the pool. I know. I actually threw you in the pool. I think you were in your jammies too. Which you actually live in your jammies. What is it with your jammies? You love oh, it's your jammies. Just that, like going cozy. He, like two p.m. He gets home from school, straight in his jammies, reads a book, does his homework. Then he'll like go outside and play, change back into regular clothes. No, then actually, I. Just you would, would never go outside in jammies. I would. You get the mail in your jammies. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, you're, so, you're, you're, you're sorry, you're it's a little crowded in this in this closet. Okay, so next we're gonna go to love and logic, which would be the consequence. So Grady, tell them a little bit about the uh oh technique. Okay, so the uh oh is uh, kind of bad. So. I'm like, I'm just on the couch reading the book, and you're like, Grady, we're going to Petco, and I'm like, I don't want to go to Petco. And you're like, I'll just stay home, and I'm like, I'm just stay home, and then you're like, you have to go to Petco, and then I'm like, nope, and then you say, uh oh, and I zoom up. I have no idea why I do it, but so, I'm just hypnotized. <laughs> For some reason, this is a technique, and from Love and Logic, which I absolutely love. Try to do love. that to your kids because they will zoom up. Yeah, you have to be completely detached first of all, and you use the uh oh technique, and you use it in a very sing song voice. Uh-oh, Grady's not listening. If he doesn't get up on the count of three, he's not going to. And then I was like, what's the consequence? What's the con- What's the consequence? The consequence always is natural to what he's not listening like, to. Like, the consequence, don't, like, spank them or anything. No. Like, what, like, think about what your kids usually do. Like, do they, like, go on the iPad after school? You could do a consequence for that and no iPad after school mm-hmm. for, like, a week. If they... If they play outside with their friends on after school, then you're saying you can't play with your friends after school or something like that. Right. And we like to keep the consequences very small and very to the point. So, like, if he wasn't getting in the car, then he might not be able to choose the radio station we listen to. Or he might not be able to... What? That never happens. <laughs> i an example. Or it might be, this is taking so much time, we're only going to have later time to read two chapters when you read books with Daddy instead of one one chapter. And so you give consequence because the, it's taking so much emotional bandwidth, emotional time. That's what they talk about in Love and Logic, that you're not going to have time to do something else that they really like. Like if he has Starburst for his dessert, he's not going to have time to have three Starburst. He's only going to have time for two Starburst. And so when you say the uh-oh technique, it like kind of gives them a warning that like you're kind of in danger zone, but you can get out of this. And so you always talk in third person. It's like it's like this. Imagine you're on a train, okay? Okay. A train that's just going, okay? And... It's going regularly fine, and there's a wall up next, okay? And the uh-oh comes, like, mm-hmm. in the middle of the train. 
all right? And the train, they go for the brakes, but it doesn't stop, okay? Mm-hmm. And the train keeps going. You're so, like, you're supposed to obey what they say, mm-hmm. kind of. And then if they if you do that, the train might stop and not hit the wall. Right. It's kind of like you're on thin ice, and, like, the skates are going to, they're, like, cracking the ice right now. And it kind of gives the kids a chance to kind of redeem themselves. And you don't want the train to crash or else you're going to get the consequence. Right. Exactly. You got to pay all that money. Yeah. So when you're upset, like you're upset, like the other day you were really upset when you thought a book was coming from Amazon. You were so excited. He was literally like stalking the mail carrier. He actually walked Maggie around where the mail carrier was so he could see where she was. And no, I actually just ran in the rain. It was in the rain. I just got my umbrella. I got a a new umbrella. Just don't hit that guy. So you got the so you went to look for the mail carrier and I just stayed there and I sold truck and I zoomed back home. Yeah, I did so he's not. so excited. Oh. So the book arrives, which he ordered, and I surprised him with it. He put I it in his wish list. I remember. Okay, so then you were following the mail carrier to see oh where she was, God. and you finally found her. The book arrives. You're so excited. You rip open the box, and then what happened? It's not the book he was waiting for because he ordered what was it? The 115th story? No. Treehouse box set. It had three Treehouse books. Mm-hmm. Each Treehouse books was different. 13, 26, 39. Mm-hmm. And I already had those books. So when he ordered off Amazon, it said box set and the picture I on the box. I did not see box set. The picture on the box was a different picture, so he thought it was a different book. And so he opened it and he's literally code red meltdown. Like, I already have these books. And I'm like, oh dear. And so to help him calm I thought down, it was wrecking ball. Because there's a new one coming out. Just telling you that, and a new dog man, and a new one. You have to think about that one. Yeah. I'll think about so he's in the red zone. You don't. Oh, and a new. Wait, no. So he's in the red zone, and he cannot calm down. And so, like I always talk about, kids cannot calm down on their own. So whenever the child is in the red zone, you always are detached. You're just holding the space for them. I'm going to stay calm to help you stay calm. That's a nice thing to say to them during that time when they're just like losing their mind. It's not a time to reason. It's not a time to be like, oh, well, you told it. So then you just say, you reiterate what they're feeling, what you think they're feeling. When they're older, do you feel frustrated or annoyed? And you felt really frustrated that time, didn't you? Yes. Because you're kind of letting them know. And then next time when they're feeling that way, before they get in the red zone, they're able to articulate it. And then I talked about a time when I felt frustrated, when I recorded a podcast and I recorded the whole thing and then I was done and the recording button wasn't even working. So you always want to like share the story to kind of like relate with how you're feeling. Oh, and then this is wait, you Okay. Keep going. And, I'll tell something. and then, um, a way that Grady really, really, really liked calm down. You still kind of use it a little bit. Mm. It's a little babyish. You're almost nine, but you used it up until seven and a half. Well, when eight. I'm nine, I'm definitely not going to use it. It's like, it's like that. The, what the thing is going to use is going to turn into X, X, a million X's. Well, it worked until about the age seven and a half, I would say. So I would say, Grady, do you want to um, spell your name or do you want to make soup? And you always chose make soup. Okay. So Grady, tell them a little bit about what soup is. So you get um the little water and... You put it in the bowl and... Is it a real bowl or is your hand, hands your a hands, bowl? They're pretend. Oh, pretend hands. And then it looks like it's water. And then you, you taste it and you're like, oh, it's too hot. And then you blow it down. And then you tape it and then they just share. <laughs> yeah. And what kind of soup do we make? That's the fun part. Mm, any any. Like Scooby-Doo soup, SpongeBob soup. We just make Marshmallow soup. We just make silly things. It's kind of like pulling them out of the red zone slowly but surely. And that's it. And you're, what, what you're doing is one? you're teaching them how to breathe. You're teaching them how to like uh, think, think about baby, their thoughts. I think you can teach babies how to breathe. 
great when you're like two years old. Yeah. That, well, you take deep breaths to calm down. So the breathing is just a way for them to teach. You're teaching them how to breathe and how to breathe to calm down and to get them out of the red zone. And so what's another way that you calm down, Grady? Now that you're older, you kind of have your own strategies on your own. You, yeah. I see you breathing. I see you like kind of wiping away the tears when they're coming. And what's another oh, I way? almost flooded the house when I didn't get that book I wanted. Yeah, he was really upset. It was like I didn't flood the house. No worries, you don't need to cut this part out. But I did not flood the house. He I, didn't flood the house. I um, the tears just wouldn't stop. I flo- I flooded my tears. You were my, very disappointed. I almost flooded my whole body. I know. And so, what's another way that you calm down if you're really upset? Like if you, I see I you go in your room go sometimes. In, I so just what do you go do? into my room and just keep crying until it all goes out. All comes out. Do you ever like hug your stuffed animals? Read a book. Um, no, I did that one time for the book, but usually what I do is I get the big vagina and smell, just put it in my face and then start crying and then, it wait. And then the marshmallow gets all the water because I want to, want them to stay dehydrated. So it helps to like let them get it out. It's kind of like letting out a sneeze and you feel better afterwards and then you oh, come out and no, then you're not like... A, not a sneeze, a burp. A burp? When you feel so, oh, it feels like burp. <laughs> I feel a lot better. That's kind of like, I guess that's kind of like crying. It just feels like a good release. And then you're also like connecting during that time and letting them know that you're there and you understand and you know that this is a big human emotion that they're going to experience at 8, at 88, at 78, at 38. And so just to normalize it for them as much as possible. So that is what we have for you for choice games and consequences, talking a little bit about love and logic. I'm going to talk a little bit deeper in it. In another episode, but I want to really make sure that you know, understand detaching first, because I could teach you all the strategies in the world. And if you're not detached, then none of the strategies work. And I only know that because that's what I did for the first five years of their lives. So, Grady, is there anything else you'd like to share? Before you do it, you said you want to talk about. Yes. What? Do it. Tell them what. Oh, you can tell them. No, you. No, you can. No, you. No, I'm not embarrassed. Okay. So. When my, I wasn't born yet, just telling you that, I was in heaven, I didn't really know what I was doing up there, but, um, the mommy was there, and she was a kid, and she was on her mom's car. It was a station wagon. What? It was a big car, yeah. I was on top of her car. Okay. And, they, she climbed up the car, <laughs> she started dancing with her tap shoes, and they broke it, and she's like, She's like, no, ground me now. Yeah, I was um, at the, I was dancing tap shoes on the top of the station wagon, and I broke it. And my parents' form of discipline growing up was, we're very disappointed in the decision you made. I was like, no, spank me, ground me, do whatever, don't say the did D they word. Say, did they say, no, we're not going to never. That. They never did. And um, the D word was like the known for the family. And so Grady loves that story because he's like, what happened? And I'm like, they told me they were disappointed in me. And he was like, no. Did anything do, other than that? Did you do anything? Um, I had bad? to rake. I had to rake leaves as my consequence. Well, what? That's not, <laughs> oh, that doesn't relate at all. Then you could jump in. Even Grady knows that doesn't relate. Then no, you could jump in. I didn't jump in those. Yeah, I did a lot of other naughty things. I told you some of the things I've done. No, tell me one more thing that you didn't tell me. I told you about the time that I stole the potato chips. What? I was in sixth grade, and I had a friend dare me to go take a potato chips. The guy was filling up the vending machine, and he had a big box of chips. And he was filling it up, and my girlfriend, my friend said, I dare you to go take some of those chips. And so I wanted her to be my friend, and she was kind of peer pressuring me, and I was like, okay, I will. So I went over, and I took them, and then the dean, Mr. Roach, I hear, hey, little girl, get over here. You can't be taking those chips. 
And I was like, oh, he's like, what's your name? And I was like, Kelly Stout. He's like, I'm going to call you down tomorrow for the front office. I'm going to talk about this more. Go get your bus. Cause it was after school. He's like, go get on your bus. And I went home and I cried. I think I flooded the bus and I flooded the sidewalk you, home wait, and you, I flooded the house when I got home. Wait, you did you really? I didn't really, but I really felt like the tears just wouldn't stop. I was so disappointed in myself. What happened next, the next night? And the next day I waited and waited. And every time they would call into a room, like ding, they'd be like, Susie's leaving early. And I'm like, oh my God, it's not me. And the ding, and there was like five dings that day, and he never called me down. He forgot to call me down. You're so lucky. I'm so lucky, but I felt so much guilt. Oh my goodness, the guilt was just not even worth it. So yeah, you still have the guilt. Today. A little bit of guilt, yeah, a little bit of guilt. Uh, you should go talk to the principal. <laughs> I think he's retired. Saying like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, chips. I took the chips. Wait, no. Is he? How old do you think he is right now? He's probably like 70, 80, 90. Yeah, probably about that. Wait, tell me one more thing. Oh, geez, I could tell you. I could tell you a lot of them. Here, tell me like three more things. I'll tell you one more thing because we got to wrap this up. Two, one. I want three. You want two. One, two. Okay, two. One time, my mommy asked me if I brushed my teeth, and I didn't. And she asked me, and I said yes, I had. And I had so much guilt in my belly. And then she was cutting my bangs, and she's like, "Did you brush your teeth?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I already said I did." I had, like so much attitude. I was like eight. Oh, that's your age. And then she's like, your breath smells and your teeth, you still have food in your teeth. You didn't brush your teeth. I'm very disappointed. You yelled at me. Uh, you lied to me. And I was like, wah, wah. And then one wow, time. You're, you did a lot of mean stuff. I know. Your... I was naughty. I was naughty. But that's the only way you learn. You just got to fall down. And you get right you back just, up. Like this. Like, same thing as the train. The train keeps going. Can't step on the brakes. You make it fixed better by stopping the train. Exactly. And that's how you learn. I'm, I was a kid and you're a kid. You're going to make mistakes. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm 44. I still make mistakes. And then one more. You want? Is it? Tell me like a really bad one. Um, one time, I think you know the story. One time I borrowed my sister's car and I was with my friend Allison. Oh, wait, chasing is this about mom. the tapestries? No. Okay, good. And, um, you broke the car. Chasing Cal's mom. I was with Allison and we were going over this big Did you bump. steal the car? I didn't. It was my sister's car. I, she told me I could borrow. We went to Subway. We were driving back. Allison had Sprite in her hand and we went over this. We saw this like hill coming up. It's like a, like a hill bump. And I was like, yeah. Ooh, I'm going to go really fast over that. Maybe the car can catch some air. And so I went really, really fast and the, the car caught air. And then on the way down, it hit the front bumper of the car and it cracked the bumper and I drove it home and my sister asked me what happened to my car. And I'm like, I have no idea. And I never told her the truth until like a month later. And I was like, Molly, I have to confess. I cracked your car. And Alice and I were, um, I was driving so fast and I went over a big bump on purpose to have fun. It was awful, Grady. It was just awful. I really hope it was. <laughs> all right. So that ends. Okay. So let me look it up, Grady. So I want to thank you all for listening. If you have any questions for Grady Wayne Hutchison, he's almost a nine-year-old. Just send it to us and we'll, I'll be back on the podcast as uh, soon as later and see how many questions you guys ask. And we probably, we might not answer all of them, but we might answer all of them another podcast yeah so we can't get to all of them but the ones that we can we'll get to a little bit by little and thank you for listening and we'll see you next week love you guys bye-bye bye hey mamas thanks for listening if you had any ahas clicks or those lightning bolt moments while listening you have to check out my free parenting boot camp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com 
And if you really want to fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt resonating moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.